Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be playing games, radio silence, and ghosting. Well, I've got three emails to go with you, go through with you today, and they're all pretty good emails as far as one of them, the guy was dating this one for like nine months, and then he got ghosted. Some things happened, obviously. I'll, I'll go through it in his email, but that'll be the last one. But the other two are ones where these guys hooked up with these girls and one's like hey i thought thought things were you know he's thinking things are great of course radio silence and then like a month later the same girl reaches out and you can tell these guys are obviously kind of perplexed at like why did this happen why is she treating me this way what does this mean so with that said i got a, a quote that i wrote and then we're gonna just go ahead and jump right into the the first guy's email and the quote says, people who value, respect, and care about you will treat you right and communicate with you in a timely manner. People who have low interest in you, who don't respect or value you, or who are simply rude, feral humans, you know, like those people always drive slow in the left lane, will leave you hanging, not return your messages in a timely manner, and generally treat you like you mean nothing to them. Don't take it personally. Maybe they got serious with someone else. They are purposely playing games to see how you react, or they are simply not in the right headspace to see you now. Dating is like a game of tennis. If the other person refuses to hit the ball back over the net, let them go and find someone else to play with. It's always possible that later on they feel differently or their situation changes and they might come back with a completely different attitude. It is demeaning and disrespectful to yourself to continue trying to keep someone who doesn't want to keep you. So with that said, with that mindset from that quote, because I want you to be thinking about the quote as I'm going through these emails, because the quote is the mindset. The quote is the, the idea of how you should approach these things. And, you know, one of these guys has been following me for three years and he just now picked up the book. So I'm going to probably, I might roast him a little bit. I'm thinking about roasting. We'll see how, what happens when I, I go through it because it's like, come on, man. I, you've been following me for three years and trying to cherry pick and then you get into a problem because you didn't read the book and you're like, hey, what happened? What happened was you were a shitty student. I mean, that's what happened if you want to be honest. So... Let's go to the first guy's email. He says, hi, coach. My situation is that I met a girl in a bar, and that night everything was really fine. I kissed her, and we were so in the moment that we forgot about our friends, so we had some dates, sex happened, but I admit I screwed up by being the only one to pursue her and make dates, so she was losing interest, and she only wanted to hang out with other friends of hers during our dates, and she ghosted me for one month. And then she texted back with casual questions. Hi, how are you? I replied with short answers. And after three weeks, I texted her back just to say hi. She asked me for a date before proceeding. She was 38 and I'm 25. So like the quote says, obviously he overpursued, started acting a little needy, calling too much, texting too much, never really gave her time and space to miss him, to think about him, to wonder is he going to call or text me back? Because the thing you got to you gotta keep in mind, like what's changed over the last 15, 10, 15 years, especially over the last 20 years, 
I mean, hell, when I was a kid growing up, we had phones. We had, I remember, we had a freaking dial-up rotary phone, and then they went to the push push button phones, and then pagers came along, and then those brick cell phones came along, and then you had those little flip phones, and then the texting came along. Remember the, the back in the old days when you had to press the buttons? You know, each button represented three letters, and then the iPhone came out, and that was what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And then that like really changed things. And so when you think about how communication has changed just in the last 10, 15 years, especially since the iPhone and the smartphone came out, it's like, what happens now? It's like, my freaking phone sounds like a video game. I've had to turn off all the notifications. It's like, I get texts, I get social media apps beeping at me. I got Facebook messages beeping at me. I got WhatsApps beeping at me. I got a dating app or two beeping at me occasionally. It's like there's always something going on and I'm the type of person that likes to concentrate and do things. And so all this other nonsensical stuff, I just turned off. It's like social media. It's like I don't ever go on social media. I strictly use my social media for business because I like to keep my private life private. It's, you know, it's like I've had so many friends and so many people, girlfriends I want to bring on my podcast, do an interview with. And people are like, dude, we read your comments. It's like there's no way in hell I'm going on there. I want nothing to do with that. It's like only people that actually have an online presence are like, yeah, sure, I'd love to inter- have, be interviewed by you, Corey. But it's just like people are so nasty online. It's like, why would you want to even want to deal with it? But the thing you have to remember, it's, and if you're dealing with a really hot younger woman, especially a woman in her 20s, early 30s, it's like just imagine how much her phone is beeping and going off with other guys. You, you know, especially a, a hot woman who's got a thirst trap going on her Instagram where she's constantly getting message from her Facebook or her Instagram or some other social media and then you're sending her a text, you're just one of the dudes that's trying to get her attention. And so you got you to gotta keep that in mind. And so if you just start barraging a girl, you look like all the other thirsty dudes. And that's why you just kind of, she just kind of starts to ignore you. And it's really damaging right away because the guys that don't have any game are just blowing up the phone and then they're getting irritated and pissed off that she's not responding. And you just can't let it bother you. It's a game of tennis. Hit the ball over net, see if they hit it back. Because you want to be wanted as well. You want the other person to make a mutual effort. And if they're just not willing to do it, it's really not up to you to be a clairvoyant or a psychologist or pull out your crystal ball to try to figure out what the hell is going on with her. You just don't know. There could be another guy that's got her attention. Maybe she got back together with an ex. Maybe she's busy. Maybe she's in the wrong headspace. Who knows? It really doesn't matter. The bottom line is she didn't text back in a timely manner. So if you look at somebody's actions and you bottom line the actions, then you go, oh, she's not that into it. And obviously this guy made the mistake of continually texting instead of focusing on the three H's. Hang out, have fun, and hook up. Got to keep it simple. So obviously, she ghosted him for a month, and then she reaches out. And the, the average guy would think, well, "What? Why would she ghost? Why would she reach out to me after a month?" Well, she hadn't heard from you. She started thinking about you. Started miss. It's just the way women are. It's that space, that distance from you. Because probably at the time when she ghosted, she didn't really care. And then all of a sudden, you disappeared. You stopped moving forward. You stopped putting any effort in. And obviously she could feel it. 
And so, therefore, she reached back out. Now, women aren't going to be the aggressor and go, hey, let's go out, usually. Typically, it happens. She says, hi, how are you? I mean, it's like, what a lame line. <laughs> they don't have to come up with any kind of funny pickup line or anything. They're like, hey, 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 hi, how are you? So original. He says, I reply with short answers. And after three weeks, I texted back just to say hi. And she asked me for a date. So he kind of matched and mirrored it and gave it back to her. Now keep in mind, she's 38 years old and he's 25. He's a younger, younger dude. He says, I had a really hot girl at the time and she had other options. So I knew she was meeting and fucking other guys, but I didn't care. Also, I was too. So after that text we met, and that day she was kind and sweet, but she wanted to say hello to one of her best female friends. So she was with us the entire date. That's why you don't make dates with other people around. He says, we were talking, but I was cold. So this girl said to her friend that I didn't love her anymore. So I kissed her and we were having physical contact like hugs, kisses, grabbing our hands. At the end of that day, she invited me to a friend's meeting another day. So I accepted. She and her friend were about to leave. The Uber arrived. You know, this is part of what I talk about in 3% Man. It's why you don't go out on dates with groups of friends because that's how you cock block yourself. Because if you're trying to seduce a woman, if you're trying to hang out, have fun, and hook up, like the sweet mug from Teespring, the Coach Corey Wayne store on Teespring says, you want just you and her to be together. And when you allow her to bring other friends and other people in, that's what's going to happen. She's going to, you know, you got to keep in mind, she knows all of her friends and her friends know her and you're just barely getting to know her. Now you're some new dude. So everything she does with you in front of her friends or her family or whoever happened, her girlfriends, whoever happens to be there, she's going to have to explain because they're going, what's up with that guy? Oh, it's just, what's well, a first date or it's the second time we've gone out. So you got to keep that in mind. You know, she might just say, oh, he's a friend of mine. Because she doesn't want to say, oh, there's anything serious going on. So that's why you're just you're going to get yourself in situations where you get cock blocked if you agree to go out on group dates before she's in love with you and before she's exclusive. I just it's just not good to do, especially in in these kinds of situations here. Because there also could end up being another dude that's trying to get in her pants that shows up as one of her friends, and then he starts trying to cock block you. It's just it's a bad way to go. So that's why you politely decline. It's like, well, let's get together on a day when you and I can go out. And if she won't do that and just say, well, my schedule's been, say, all right, give me a call in a couple weeks when things calm down and then we can plan something in. I got to run. I'll talk to you later and just leave it at that. Be willing to let it be. Be willing to walk away. It's part of negotiating. It's like you don't like the terms. You got to walk away because that's the only way you're going to get what you want. And if you take scraps meaning I agreeing to go out with her and her friends, it's like you're just going to get blue balls. It's just not worth it. And if you don't believe me, go ahead and do it anyways, and you'll learn the hard way like this guy did. We were kissing each other passionately, and our cock-blocking friend was saying that it was late and they had to go, and she grabbed her hand and was trying to pull her into the Uber, so they left. That's what I mean. It's like she's got her girlfriend, and she's like, that's come with me. He says, I went to her meeting, but I arrived at the last moment of the meeting because of work. So we were together for a short time, and she went to her male friend's house and invited me. I declined because I had work the next day, and after that I had a party, and I invited her. But she started to put excuses up and offered me to go with her, so I told her, no thanks. 
is a 50-50. The things don't work like that. So she apologized and said goodbye. So again, part of the problem is you're agreeing to go along with whatever she wants and be part of her group of friends. This is These are the subtle ways to see how compliant you are and how much of a pushover you are. If you value yourself and your time and you're looking for a nice girl to spend your evening with, you're not going to be interested in all this other BS. You're not going to be rude about it. You're just going to politely decline and then ask her to tell you a time or a day when she's available just the two of you can get together. But you also have to be prepared that if you do that, she might just tell you know tell you that her schedule's tight or whatever and say, call me in a couple weeks in or give me a call in a week or two or text me in a few few weeks when things calm down and we can get together then. If the girl likes you, if there's some interest over that next week or two that you're not talking to her because you had the guts to just walk away and leave it be, there's a good chance she reaches out. So look what happens next. So there's just spending time together, then there's ghosting, then they're spending time together. And then what happens? She ghosts him again. So he says, after one month later, she texted back just to say hi. <laughs> Another wonderful pickup line. Hi. After a whole month. Hi. She's seeing how you're going to react. Like, why haven't you texted me in a month? A lot of guys will be getting pissed off. He says, I didn't reply to her text and ignored it. So now I'm confused. Was she playing? What does she want for my attention? So... Who knows? She's obviously got a very full life. You pursued too much. You agreed to go along with her agenda. It's like you were living in her world, hanging out with her and her friends instead of inviting her to join you in your world. You gave away your power. That was a big part of your problem. That's why you need to read 3% Man, my first book, 10 to 15 times. You can read for free at understandingrelationships.com. All you got to do is subscribe to the email newsletter. Same thing with mastering yourself, all about how to align your life with your true calling and reach your full potential. It's a book of self-reliance. You want to be a self-reliant human being. So I, I highly recommend you get started on those because that will really help because your game is pretty sloppy. You're violating a lot of the rules here, and that's why you're getting jerked around. Keep it simple, bro. Hang out, have fun, and hook up. No group dates, no going to friends' houses or any of that nonsense. That, those are all things that get in the way because the only reason you're agreeing to go out on those dates, you're hoping that afterwards the two of you will be able to spend time alone together. But obviously, you see, nine times out of ten when you agree to that, it just doesn't work out that way. One of her girlfriends grabs her and takes off. <clears throat> so let's go through the second email. He says, hello, Corey. I've been following you on and off for roughly three years and finally bought your book today. I think you do great work. So three years and you just now bought the book. I appreciate the business, definitely. But come on, man. You got to participate in your own rescue. Three years and you're just now getting around to it. Just think of all you could have learned and how much better you could have gotten in the past three years if you were a more serious student. But the good news is you got the book now. So don't spend the next three years dicking around. That's enough of my rant. So number one. What do you do if you get no direct communication after a night of good sex? Well, how good was the sex if you don't get any communication? Number two, why does this happen? Probably I haven't gone through the rest of your email because you haven't read the book. You didn't learn the fundamentals. Like you shouldn't be surprised. All the best success stories are always the guys that read the book 10, 15, 20 times, whatever it happens to be. But that's not you. Not yet anyways, you got the book. You can still redeem yourself as a student. 
So he says, I bought your book today and I'm looking forward to reading it. I think it will tell me what I am doing right and guide me away from the things I have been doing wrong. Bingo. But we got your email, so let's go through it. I am a 43-year-old man from Ontario, Canada. I was married for 10 years and I've been divorced for three. I took a year to myself after my divorce before starting back into dating. Since getting back into the game, I have dated several women who I have met mostly online, the longest being five months. After dating women my own age for roughly a year, I decided to change my approach and began talking to women between the ages of 25 and 35. Ah, checking out the cougars. Over the summer, I connected with a girl through a dating app. She is 24 and a bombshell. I've dated hot women before marriage, so looks aren't everything to me. Well, there's a lot of really hot women out there that just suck. I wish it was different. When I started really learning this in my late 20s, it was like, it was kind of a bummer. But, and obviously since then, especially doing this for a living, it's like, wow. There are women that make good candidates for girlfriends, but the majority of them do not. Especially ones that got bad relationships with their parents, especially their father. Girls that have no non-existent or bad relationships or dads just they're like they are more game players than all the rest because you got to keep in mind they were constantly being told hey baby i'm gonna spend time with you this week i'm gonna take you to disney world and what happens in the last one oh something came up i can't make it so they're constantly getting disappointed so they're emotionally conditioned to expect that they think that way so when they do it to you it's that's just natural to them don't take it personally it's just a reflection of how they are and where they are. It's not your fault that they weren't raised properly. You just, you have to deal with it. They're, they're in the world, they're in the sexual marketplace, if you will. <clears throat> he says, I was going to pose this question after reading your book. However, in your words, as men, we have an impulse to take action. Well, you're just lazy, but hey, good hustle, bro. So I decided to message you in hopes of getting some feedback. On Friday, I hooked up with this girl at a hotel as we live in different cities. She wanted to stay in because COVID limited our choices anyhow. So we ordered Chinese. What do I think about the mask mandate? You could take those fucking masks where the virus is a thousand times smaller than the fibers on these fucking masks. It's like trying to catch a mosquito with a chain link fence. Fuck you if you're bitching in my comments about the mask mandate. Fuck you. I don't care. It's like, oh, it's a science. like... Trying to catch a mosquito with a chain link fence, fuck you, you're a moron. Even the World Health Organization just came out and said, hey, don't do the lockdowns, that's really fucked up. Next year, poverty is going to double globally because of these lockdowns. It was a total mistake. So that's all my rant about that. I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate and a lot of thumbs down, but I don't care. Fuck you and your mask mandates. Get off your fucking knees. I am not a big drinker, neither is she, but we did smoke a bit of pot, a little Mary Jane, sweet, which is legal here and often the poison of choice for the under 30s versus alcohol. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a hangover. One thing led to another and we started to fool around. I'm very big into foreplay and getting a girl nice and warmed up. You're such a generous man. I was able to get her to come twice in the first 30 minutes to the point that she was not able to concentrate and after a short break one more time, I myself took a long time to come. And I suppose the pressure of getting things right with her led me to not finish. I'll never smoke pot before sex again. Weren't you the one that told me you had great sex? 
Let's see, where was that? A Night of Good Sex. Come on, dude. <laughs> you didn't even finish. There was no happy finish. How's that great good sex? Come on, man. The next day, I texted one message to her, and she answered. It is also Thanksgiving here, so we were both into food, so I texted her a picture of my Thanksgiving dinner plate. Oh, boy, I bet she was really excited to get a picture of your food. It's like, you ever see people, they're at a restaurant, and they're all standing up at the table trying to take the perfect picture of it for their Instagrams? That's ridiculous. You're never going to see bullshit like that. It's, again, I use all my social media for business anyway, so I never go on there and... I usually piss off my friends and family because they go on my social media and comment. They're like, you never reply to me. I was like, I'm never on there. My assistant does all the posting. So don't get butthurt and offended if you're somebody that knows me and you're watching this. I have not heard from her since Saturday, and today is Monday. I am itching to message her. So far, I have not texted, called, or contacted her. I did watch and like one of her Instagram posts. Probably a mistake, and I won't do it again. So... At the end of the day, the phone is for setting dates. Again, you didn't read the book. I wouldn't be texting her the next day, but you did, and you sent her the dinner plate. I would have waited a couple days until after Thanksgiving, and I would have said, hey, had a great time meeting you. We should get together and make a next date. I would give it two weeks because you didn't really kind of get to the point. You just texted her a dinner plate, which is what do you expect her to do with that. It's just lame. And it also tells you that she doesn't really care. So don't take it personally. If you don't hear from her for two weeks, text her one more time. Try to set up a date. And if she doesn't, don't text her ever again until you hear from her. And you might never ever hear from her again because I don't think the good sex was that good. So let's go to the third and final email. Hi, Corey. I've been seeing this woman for nine months. A couple of months in, we became exclusive. I had a great time with her, but she saw a lot of what I did out of generosity as me being a pushover Things like paying for dinner and going out and doing activities like rock climbing and ice skating, things that I personally thought I was safe doing. She was also quite timid in nature, a model from Japan. So I felt like I had to be more gentle with her and was more caring and affectionate. So you acted like a bitch. The knight in shining armor. She had issue with her flat once where the price went up and I said she could live with me for a while. She didn't like the idea, referring back to one of her ex-boyfriends who became needy and a bit of a pushover once they started living together. Well, obviously the reason she brought the boyfriend up is she was kind of basically telling you you're giving the same vibe to her. You, you pursued too much, you did too much, you chased too much, probably haven't read the book 10 to 15 times, obviously. You're just too nice and compliant. So when what happens is when you're extra nice to a girl, she'll do things that are disrespectful. Like she'll wait extra long to text you back. Like if you're in the middle of a text exchange and she just leaves John Reed for a couple of days, it's like that's the kind of things she'll do. And the guy that doesn't know any better when he does, he'll double text and triple text, and then after that he'll he'll wait. But you know the point being is that it's tennis. You hit the ball over that, she stops replying. Just let it be until she reaches out next. She said I was a bit like that which I was pretty offended about. Well, she was giving you good positive feedback, which you should have heeded that advice. I never saw anything I did that way. Obviously, you were all up in your ego and butthurt and you didn't take any constructive criticism, so therefore your game didn't change. And we know how it's going to end. I made a key and offered her to stay twice, but, twice, but she declined both times. 
I've never offered my key to a girlfriend of mine and gotten refused. So what does that tell me? You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea where you stand with this girl. You're obviously way more into her than she was into you, and you couldn't see it. You were just plowing ahead. One day we went to the zoo together, and she was in a bad mood that day and eventually got tired and wanted to sit down. But I wanted to continue to see the other animals before the zoo closed. She said I could go on without her in a disappointed tone. I knew she was upset, but I still wanted to see all the animals, so I left and we met up later. What are you supposed to do? Sit there? You know, the, the chivalrous thing to do is like, oh, let's leave then. I'm like, hey, babe, I'm going to go see the rest of the animals. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's like she's in a grumpy mood. Hey, well, you know what? Maybe you'll be in a better mood after I get done watching all the animals. You, you got to make fun of her and tease her and let her know that her attitude is kind of inappropriate in a playful but not dickhead kind of way. She didn't talk all the way home. Babe, you're so talkative. I wish you would shut the hell up. My God, you haven't stopped talking since we left. That's the kind of way you handle that. And then she's like, it's like, you're so sweet to me. I love it when you're sweet. So nice. I have the best girlfriend in the world. Once we got back into the city, rather than coming back to my place like we usually did, she said she was going to go home. Yeah, your attitude kind of sucks, babe. I think you should sleep it off. And when you wake up tomorrow or maybe the next day or a few days later and you recognize how mean you were to your super awesome boyfriend, maybe you'll call and apologize and you'll wind me, dime me, and bring me some nice flowers for a vase. My mother will be happy I have flowers. I thought I'd give her some time to get into a better mood, but I didn't hear from her for a week and we left on a bad note. I wouldn't have reached out. I wouldn't have done anything. Because her attitude was inappropriate. I know the best way to get her back is to not contact her. The best way to get her back is to read my book 10 to 15 times. And stop being such a pushover. But because we were exclusive, I was kind of stuck in limbo, not knowing when or if she would ever get back to me. Hey, just look at it. She's sulking, complaining, whatever. I decided that I wanted to truly end it regardless of what she was going to do, so I tried to contact her, but she ignored me. Yeah, does that really sound like somebody you want to date and be in a relationship with? Nine months, and that's what you get? Yeah, she was pretty much over it by that point. <clears throat> she wasn't feeling it, bro. So I packed up what stuff she had at my house and dropped it off to her work colleague. I just couldn't be bothered putting up with this ghosting stuff. It had happened once before on a smaller scale. But more than likely, you probably kept chasing her, which again, she told came around and told you, you're too much of a pushover. And her attitude sucked. It was inappropriate. And she should have been the one apologizing to you. But what happened? You kept texting her. And then you sent her her stuff back. I want to know what your thoughts are in this approach where if a woman ghosts you rather than having a no contact rule and wait for her to come back, you just end it with her. It's like, why? You, there's no need to do that. I'd put her shit in the closet and if you don't hear from her for two to three weeks, I'd start dating other women because that's just freaking rude. I don't mind ghosting when I'm seeing multiple women, but if I'm exclusive, I just feel like it's not worth the time and pain. You're right. That's why you stop trying to chase her and i feel the need to contact her to make it clear we are no longer together bro you gave all of her stuff to her friend so all this like i don't care about her she doesn't mean anything to me it's over she's on down the road that's a bunch of bullshit dude the reality is you're going Corey. what can i do to get her to pay attention to me 
Well, the quickest way to get somebody else's attention is to remove yours. And the fact that she ignored you and you sent stuff back, it's like she's not communicating. You, you can't have a relationship with a passive-aggressive woman who just ignores you. You can't have a good, healthy relationship to women who are rude and leave you unread. You just can't. You can't work anything out when they behave that way. There's, again, it's not your fault for their daddy issues. It's not your fault that they didn't learn how to communicate like an adult and resolve conflicts and treat people with respect. I'm telling you, man, it's like girls that have bad or non-existent relationship with their fathers, they got dicked around so much by their dads not being there and disappointed so much, it's just something that's natural to them. It's, it's not so much you. Obviously, when you act needy and weak, it doesn't help. But like they're like this with everybody. It's just don't take it personally. They just don't have any integrity. That's why you date. It's test driving. Just because you like her and she likes you and you hook up and you have sex a few times doesn't mean she should be the mother of your children. Don't be so damn serious. Hang out, have fun, and hook up. And only agree to be in a relationship after you have a nice drink of water. But only agree to be in a relationship when she's asking you to be exclusive. In the meantime, play ball. All's fair in love and war. You want the girl who makes the most amount of effort, who makes your life drama-free, easygoing, easy to be with, easy to get along with, easy to communicate with, texts you back, appreciates your time, likes it when you take her out to a nice dinner or you take her out on a trip or you do something fun or you fuck her brains out. She's always grateful, always appreciative. Like one of my girlfriends used to always say, I very appreciate, very appreciate. Part of our little language. So it's, you want somebody that's sweet to you, man. And this girl's not sweet. She's truly a foul person. I would not waste my time. You deserve better. But you got to interact with them better. You got to learn the fundamentals in 3% man. Understandrelationships.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. You can read that. And my sweet second book, Mastering Yourself, which is a book of self-reliance. Totally for free. And if you'd like to get my help personally, you got a challenge in your personal life or your professional life, you need help with your purpose, chicks jerking you around, you're trying to figure things out, go to understandrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 